folks. Please keep your hands and arms inside the train. I'm sorry, but you've thrown off the Emperor's groove. Not right now. You're getting your wishes, so sit down! Hot dog! So yeah, I started playing that emoji game, Allison. Thank you. Oh, great. Oh! <laughs> yeah. If, if you're looking for some more time wasters or free Disney iMessage stickers, which I'm a big fan of. Yeah. Not a big fan of paying $2 every time I want to send you a Frozen sticker. <laughs> That's the best part. Yeah. We're working, working for my emojis. <laughs> Washing dishes in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what sticker do I get today, boss? Ooh, that's, today, that's what it is. I got a lot of park What's... icons, food and and, and ah. such. I got a churro. Like, yeah, I got those what... years ago. <laughs> yeah. What <laughs> I did. What uh, characters do you have? I just got Mike Wazowski, so. Oh okay. I'm a newborn. What, you have Mickey. Yeah, I have. Oh, so I have Mickey. I have Randall, Mike, and I also have Ariel. That's a lot. I don't have I don't have Ariel and I don't have Mike and I don't have Randall either. Really? Ooh, I'm going yeah. down a Pixar path. Yeah, it looks like it. You guys want to start the episode? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, we're all here. <laughs> the gang's all here. We may as well. We may as well do this podcast. I mean, I guess. <laughs> if we have to. If time permits. Okay, so hi everyone <laughs> and welcome to Disney Philhar Podcast. We're three Disney obsessed former cast members. Relive the magic and learn facts they should already know. I'm Laura, and I'm here with Allison. Hi. And Andrew. Hello. Hi, I mean, guys. Swedish Andrew. I mean, hello. We've got another, another spooky episode today. I was just thinking, like, next October, it's going to be like, oh no. We're all out of episodes. <laughs> What are we going to do? Done our... More spooky stuff will right, happen. Right? We've done everything. We're going to have to start writing it. That's what I figured. Oh, that would be fun. You know, become the author. Live it. Well, Write our own spooky stories. Yeah, after after Christmas. Ah. Hmm. Well, today we're not going to be talking about creepypasta, as we did in or two episodes ago. Spooky rice. At this time, we're going to be talking about true stories, true Spooky stories Whoa. that have happened Trukies. at Walt Disney World. Trookie stories. I would like to believe that they're true. I want to believe. I'm just saying they're true. Yeah. Uh, all the ones that I will read tonight are true stories. Woo. Me as well. Oh, so Allison, any haps this week? What's the haps? One hap. <laughs> one hap. I need to mention <laughs> happenings. One is we're so very lucky we're at a month and a half, and they just announced a Christmas light show with laser production at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Ooh. So when we go, we'll have something new to do, Christmassy, uh, sort of, to try to fill the shoes of the Osborne lights. R.I.P. Nice. And since we're down a light parade at night, this is this makes it that much more exciting. Yeah, we need something to fill that void, like you said. <laughs> Aw. Fill in a couple of voids. Better have those snowball drinks. Yeah, better have glow drinks available still. Oh, $23 eggnogs. Yeah. Yeah, it's the (laughs) finest eggs. No eggs and eggnogs. And the half-finest nogs. 
<laughs> There's definitely like mostly eggnog is eggs. Nuh-uh. Yeah, huh. Why do you think it's called eggnog? <laughs> no, I thought they it was just They don't call milk. it like water nog. <laughs> it's well, pretty much 90% I can eggs. think of more than one reason why Your they didn't call it water nog. eggnog is egg. I can think of more than one reason why they didn't name it water nog. Because <laughs> it sounds awesome. I drink it. It's like sludgy water. It's like mud. I think you might be thinking of egg cream, Laura. Yeah. Egg no, creams I'm don't not. have any eggs, but... She's like, okay. yeah. Oh. What do you mean, like, no. raw? No, you can't drink raw eggs. You can't. That's literally what it is. No. no. With alcohol, with rum in it. This is a health like hazard. A bit of rum. What about, you can't eat raw cookie dough because of the eggs. So what, now you're just drinking them willy-nilly? Yeah. Rock... Gaston used to eat five dozen right? eggs. And if Rocky can do it. Well, Gaston is a monster. <laughs> in the morning to help me get He's like large. roughly the size of a barge, you know? That's what they say. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm super excited for this show. Me too. I can't wait because... to drink some eggnog. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. I really miss Osborne Lights. And yeah, you said, Allison, earlier that they weren't running the Star Wars fireworks. That had me concerned. Right, so this is, yeah, this is going to replace temporarily at least the Star Wars fireworks. Oh, I'm excited. Me too. I can't wait. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be so amazing, and it's gonna snow. Okay, so <gasps> really, um, what I read about it is, is there's gonna be snowing. Ooh. Yeah, and it's gonna feature a lot of the classical animation, Mickey's Christmas Carol. Oh wow! Aww. And uh, I think also Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. So it's gonna be really exciting. Ooh, I'm really really excited. Yeah, lots of laser projection and lots of red and green and fireworks. Ooh. I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, that's a big... That's the haps. Some big news, yeah. That's what's happening. <laughs> In my neck of the woods. So we have a mix of ghost stories and some stories I'm going to read from a book that I read, which is all about uh, deaths. So since we're doing spooky stories, a lot of people can't imagine anyone dying in Disney World, and it's very creepy and scary. And yes. so I have some stories of ghost, uh, ghosts or hauntings in the park that are related to actual deaths. And so I'll get to that in a little bit. But Laura, I think you have a spooky ghost story first. Ooh, yeah. So I have a, a couple short ones. And then I've got a kind of a classic Disney ghost story. So I guess I'll just kick it off with the first story is about Spaceship Earth. That's the spookiest. Ooh. Yeah, well... Scars in there. Oh, not anymore. Woo! Yeah, not anymore. Drainage systems, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> so rumor has it at Epcot Spaceship Earth, there's a small girl with long blonde hair, and she has been seen riding in a car, and a boy in front of her, and then they are... It's said that they just vanish at the same location. <laughs> they're often seen outside during the day, which is so weird. But the reason that they're... Seen outside during the day is because it's said that the little boy is afraid of the dark. So it seems that these ghosts are are materializing around the attraction, not so much inside the attraction. Just kind of weird. And that's really all. Honestly, that's all I could find on these ghosts. Just a lot of the same few lines just repeated on the interwebs. So, <gasps> Ooh. so maybe there's not a backstory because. All people know is that they've actually seen this ghost. Because sometimes, yeah. with there's too much of a backstory, then maybe people could be imagining that they saw a ghost. Right. 
Right, yeah, and it's cool. What's cool about just kind of researching some of these stories is people will say, I have that sense, I can pick up, I can sense these things, and yes, definitely that's true, and, you know, it's all online, so you take it with a grain of salt, but as I said earlier, I'm going to take this as factual. All of it's true. <laughs> and I'm going to call her Spaceship Sally. <laughs> yeah, Spaceship and she Sally. haunts Spaceship Earth in a good way. Yeah. So do and... you just look for her around Spaceship Earth? Like around outside, or you see them inside too on the ride. Well, because the boy's afraid of the dark, it's my understanding that you just see oh. them around outside the ride. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry. So, okay, he won't go on. Wuss. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> Although when they say riding in a car, a I'm not ghost. sure what they mean by that. If they mean like riding in a ride vehicle, maybe that's up for interpretation. But honestly, <laughs> not a lot of information online about it. Doesn't negate the story though as we said you know and i actually looked in to see if there were any reported deaths on the ride the only incident i could find was a little boy who broke his leg exiting the ride in 1999 so no deaths on spaceship Whoa. earth so a ghost of leg past yeah no i know i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> the so leg's still attached we should make a list of all of these Let's make a list of all these guys when we go there to make sure we we try to Spot one. Oh my gosh, definitely. Sally's yeah. up to no good for sure. Spaceship Earth Sally. Spaceship Earth Sally. Well, that's what Andrew just named Spaceship her, so. Sally. Spaceship Sally. I like it. Cool. The second story is, and so both of these come from DisneyWorldEnthusiast.com. The second story is about the Tower of Terror. No. Oh. Yeah. Too soon. <laughs> Have you guys ever heard of the Bellhop Ghost? No. Barry the Bellhop? Now you're just, is this a, you're insulting the ghost. By, <laughs> Sorry. No, I don't know. <laughs> is he related to Marge? <laughs> Get out of here. I'm the last one left. <laughs> okay, so I didn't mention this last week when we did our Tower of Terror episode because I thought it, I'd save him for this one. And Andrew, you mentioned something about the that maintenance elevator video, but that was Disneyland. I thought maybe at first it was the same guy. But... The Tower of Terror, so here's the story. It goes, the Tower of Terror has four loading platforms, A, B, C, and D. True. Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, and Delta. Correct. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> A cast member was, so the story is that the cast member, the bellhop, was loading guests onto the ride on platform D, Delta, which I think is all the way to the left, Allison. So usually the one that we end up going on. <gasps> yeah. We do. And so this is the spookiest part, because I guess he's loading guests onto the ride, and then all of a sudden he just drops dead. <gasps> yeah. There's no... Did he have a pre-existing condition? Well, I guess he had to have, or some other forces were at play here, because there's no reason that I could find as to why it happened. And no one really <gasps> goes into depth as to it just happened suddenly. He's dead. Maybe he crossed over into the Twilight Zone. Right? Maybe he, he's yeah. in the fifth dimension. He's in the upside down, living the ride. Yeah. <gasps> we gotta get him. <laughs> he, haunts, he haunts the Tower of Terror, naturally. He's known to flicker the lights and stall the attraction when cast members are closing the ride for the night. He's most prevalent on ah. Platform D, because that's where he died. It's rumored that cast members who work Tower of Terror will inspect... This particular portion of the ride as a group because a lot of strange things <gasps> happen over there. Yeah. Whoa. Also found that he can. I also read 
that this ghost could be found walking the wrong way, maybe through the line queue, doesn't respond to anything you say to him, and then all of a sudden just disappears. So kind of wandering <gasps> throughout oh the God. ride. <gasps> yeah, so spooky. Imagine if it's like your first time on Tower of Terror, and you're like walking down the queue, and you're like, hey man, get out of here, and it's like ghost just goes through you. Yeah. You're like, whoa, this is stuff. the best yeah. ride ever. It was so real. It's like, no, that was that was Barry, <laughs> the bellhop. Freaky. Woo. Barry the bellhop. Makes the, <laughs> Sally Spaceship Earth. Makes the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. All right, so this is my my big story for this episode. because, And I, I just want to say this one is pretty popular, well-known. Disney ghost story. It's kind of a legend. So I'm just going to fill you guys mm. in because I had never heard the story. So here we go. I've never heard it either. Yeah. Okay, so as I said, this one's super interesting to me because it's everywhere when you search for ghost stories or haunted Disney attractions. Seems to be the number one story that has the most legitimacy, in my opinion. And Well, let's hear it. Yeah. So you may have heard the story before. If you're listening, you, you may be familiar with this story. It's a well-known urban legend. I mean, you can call it that, but I, again, I want to believe it's true. So, <laughs> But it's shared among cast members, guests, and Disney fans through word of mouth, on message boards, and blog posts. It's been debunked, altered, and misinterpreted, and sworn to be true, which is why I'd like to think that it's, it's 100% true. And mostly that's just because it's fun. You know, it's fun to think that this is a true story that happened. Yeah. It's tied to a tragic event, unfortunately, but but the spirit of the story, I think, is makes it super interesting and believable. I love so, ghost stories. Yeah. So this is the story of George. It's the early, early 1970s. Disney Imagineers are working to get the new Pirates of the Caribbean ride up and running in Walt Disney World to meet the high guest demand for the popular attraction. Maybe they were in a rush. Maybe it was the pressure to get the attraction opened ASAP. Well, whatever the reason, something tragic happened that day while the ride was under construction. A welder by the name of George was working in the city on fire scene. The, I think this is the Port Royal on fire scene, right, Allison? Yes. Yes. So now the thing we know for sure is that George met his tragic death while working in the attraction. How it happened, however, has remained a mystery. Some say he was crushed to death under a large beam. Others believe he fell to his death from a ladder. Either way, it was tragic and sudden. Since that day, the Pirates of the Caribbean has been haunted by the ghost of this poor, unfortunate soul. In pain. In need. This one longing to be the one wants to get pain. Do I have to? Do I have to? Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> George is well known by cast members, which is just adds to the fact that it's probably true. <laughs> Trust yep. all the cast members, especially yes, yep. the lifers. Everything yeah. cast members tell you is true. Because they have no reason to make it up. 100%. <laughs> so all the cast members that work at Pirates of the Caribbean know about George. And since its debut, since the ride's debut... There have been many reports of strange occurrences happening throughout the attraction. Cast members have reported seeing a ghostly figure on ride monitors. They've heard footsteps when no one is around. 
They've even gotten phone calls from the control room when no one is present. And just an overall eerie feeling in the attraction. It does feel eerie. Yeah. Right? So a general rule for all cast members that work there is just to acknowledge his presence. You see, George isn't a mean ghost and doesn't really mean harm to any guests or cast members. He just wants to have his presence known. He wants to be acknowledged. Oh. And so the tradition with this ride is its really cool. Cast members have developed the tradition of saying good morning, George, and good night, George, over the PA system when opening the ride in the morning and closing it each night. And if they don't, George might decide to mess with the attraction <gasps> and cause it to malfunction throughout the day. What? What? Yeah. Jorge. So if you're ever on the ride and you end up being stalled for a bit, you can think maybe the <gasps> cast members forgot to acknowledge George that day. Uh, it's probably some new CP earning his ears. <laughs> and he thought they were just messing with him. Right? Yeah. I'm not going to do that. That's stupid. Well, yeah, so there's, there are definitely those naysayers out there who try to test George. Nay. Yeah. Nay. <laughs> and guests who have experienced some spooky spookinings. Some spooky happenings in this spooky attraction. Spookinings. <laughs> Some spookinings. <laughs> said that George mostly leaves guests alone, but he's been known to make a try to make a believer out of people who don't believe in him or kind of tease him. He doesn't like to be taunted. And I read an account from a guest on a message board where they explained that they mentioned George by name to themselves while waiting to board the ride. And while on the attraction, they reported seeing many character malfunctions and almost like the sense that the animatronics were looking right at him so <gasps> creepy so he kind of i don't know if he invoked george's attention and just strange things started happening i think when you acknowledge him as you're getting on the ride the same person also reported hearing dead men tell no tales as something about dead not having a face what it, it read so I don't know, yeah, super freaky, but this person swears that they heard it as something along the lines of not, dead not having a face. Super creepy. And there was an account on WDWmagic.com where friends that were on the attraction yelled George three times next to the scene where the skeleton is steering. Oh, spooky scene. Yeah, so they just yelled his name three times <sighs> right at that part of the ride. Yeah, the ride stopped Suddenly, they said almost immediately, and they were stuck there for 45 minutes. <gasps> Co <gasps> Coincidence? I think <gasps> not. We gotta buddy marry him. Uh, we gotta, we gotta yeah. do it. Yeah. And the person went on to say that they, they kept announcing the ride would be up and running in a few minutes, but it wasn't. They eventually sent workers in with waiters to get them out of the ride and exit through a side door. And that they told a, a cast member... It's his fault the ride broke down. He said, George, George, George. And she got real serious and said, you can't do that. Weird things happen. Oh. So. What? The cast members Goosebumps. definitely believe. I got witnesses. In this. Yeah. I mean, I totally believe it. I'm to the point where I'm afraid to say anything when we go. I might want to ask a cast member about it, but. I'll say it. I don't think I want to say anything on the ride. Right? Me and Allison will be over there like, hey, hey, George, oh, wait, George, this... George. Ah! With mirrors all around us. <gasps> Freaky. There's also actually an account of somebody who took a selfie going through, I think, right under the misty part. Mm -hmm. And there's a weird apparition behind them. It's really creepy. If you just Ooh. Google George ride photo or whatever, you'll, you'll find it. But the creepiest part, Allison, 
is that George... We're not George... at the creepiest part yet? No. Well, this is the best part, I should say. Okay. George is more present in certain spots than others. In fact, one spot where he is most active is in the final room with the burning city. And it's not just the room, but specifically next to... Stinkfoot. Missed Opportunity, Mr. Gibbs. <gasps> Gibbs. And under... And underneath stick, Stinkfoot himself. <gasps> Stinkfoot? So, like, underneath? Yeah. So when you're passing under, you like could be above? spooked? Yeah. Well, it says that you can feel his presence. Some people just feel his presence there, and they kind of get a chill. Oh, wow. Going through that part of the attraction. It's chill in the air while passing through. Sure, it's just not the Stinkfoot? <laughs> stink <laughs> in the air. <laughs> it's a stink. <laughs> That's where the incident has said to have occurred, so... That's, oh, that would make right. sense. That's yeah. where he hangs out. Yeah. So, anyway, that's George. Aww. Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm going right. to go mess with George in December. Respect George. Be I nice. respect him, but I can still mess with him. So, who do you guys <laughs> think is the scariest one so far? George. George. I don't know. Yeah, the George it's the best definitely. story. Because there's so many accounts of it, so you know it's real. Yeah, Tower of Terror. It's like, oh, the cast members say this, and it, it doesn't seem to happen to guests, but for guests to have accounts of this and right. freaky things and saying they, they sense something is really, really spooky. Mm. I got a couple spooky stories that I found. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I think Allison's going to go next. And I know. Tell her. I'm excited to hear hers, and then I get to tell mine. <laughs> yeah. I know. We got spooks all around. <laughs> spooks all around. Happy haunting. <laughs> okay. Uh, like I said, I bought this book on Amazon called Death in the Tragic Kingdom, the unauthorized walking tour through the haunted and fatal history of Disney parks by Keaton mall. And it's a super shortest title book. ever. <laughs> shortest title ever. <laughs> Let's go for the world record on that. <laughs> on Kindle. Book. Yeah. So anyway, this no, we are, we're grateful for this book. So <laughs> yeah, no, it was, uh, <laughs> basically one of the things that inspired this episode other than just us deciding we wanted to learn more about the deaths and spooky stuff in Disney World. anyway so this yeah. uh, book has so many stories in it and the guy was a cast member and he'll pass it over for a long time so he knows like all the urban legends oh, wow. all the disney stuff all the creepy stuff and it covers the book covers stories disneyland disneyland paris like all the parks he's got major street cred got street cred he's done his research and he mentions that every story in this book is true so when thing you know i mean other than like when they say you know people have heard or people have said they felt yeah. things. obviously those are accounts of of people who've said those things but the facts as far as uh how the situations happened and how these deaths happened those are all these are all true and heavily researched so <clears throat> let's get uh -oh. started First one is uh, a story he tells, which doesn't have a specific death in the background. Uh, it's not based on a specific death or occurrence. So, but this one's pretty spooky. Okay. So I wanted to start with this one. This is uh, the story of the black-eyed children. <gasps> I'm already scared. I'm already scared. <laughs> Late one night, a man is leaving the Magic Kingdom. He stayed too long watching the fireworks. In some versions of the story, which has um, been widely told and passed around as the George story. I just added that part myself. Just wanted to give a little background. Um, so, I, mm -hmm. uh, continuing. 
And uh, in some versions, he was eating at one of the nearby resorts and remained too long, and now making his way through the deserted parking lot. The tram is not running, and his is the only car in the sprawling lot. Unfortunately, he's parked in the Rapunzel, or Peter Pan parking lot. In earlier versions of the story, it was always the Donald lot, which is basically the farthest and most isolated lot from the transportation ticket center. The man isn't worried, though, and casually begins making his way to the car. Halfway there, at the end of one of the aisles, he spots two children standing alone in the distance. The age of the kids changes depending on who is telling the tale, variously given from 6 to 12. No matter the age, the kids are always dressed the same, in black hoodies, which are zipped up to cover their heads, and black pants. The children are barefoot. Ew. The man sees them standing alone in the distance and has a momentary thought that they might be in need of assistance. He starts towards them and then rethinks that plan. Something tells him not to go down that row of empty parking spaces. Instead, he hurries to his car. His panic builds. He dashes the last few yards, yanking the door open, all but throwing himself into his vehicle. He laughs at himself as he put his seatbelt on, amazed that he could still be afraid in the dark. He's just about to put the key into the ignition when he hears a tapping on the passenger window. <gasps> he rolls around to see those same two children silently staring back at him. There is no way they could have caught up with him so quickly. Their pale faces, uh, I'm sorry, their faces appear pale and lifeless under their hoods, their eyes black. The boy oh begins gosh. to speak. We need to use your phone, he says. In earlier versions of the story, the boy asks for a ride somewhere. The boy's voice is devoid of all emotion. The man reaches for his phone just out of instinct, but again feels that strange weariness about the children. Instead, he presses the door lock and starts the engine. The car's headlights illuminate the area, revealing that the children's eyes aren't just hidden in shadow. They are black. Whoa. The black-eyed children open their mouths to reveal fangs and claw at the car window, <gasps> attempting to get inside. But by that time, the man is too frightened to care. He floors his accelerator and makes sure that he is never again the last car in the Magic Kingdom parking lot. Oh my gosh. Uh, so, listen out there. Do not be that last car in the Magic Kingdom parking lot. Oh, how remember, scary. We told you about the contemporary. Just walk. Yeah. <laughs> Just go to the contemporary and walk. Don't go to the Treasury Chicken Center. Go Don't go there. Else. Go with a group. Oh my gosh. That's so freaky because <laughs> I can just... The scene was set so well, you know, you can imagine how desolate and, you know, you wouldn't be scared at all. There's no reason to be frightened. Yeah, exactly. Disney's so safe, but it's late. And... Yeah, that's one of the things that I thought of when I was reading this is that obviously these people aren't thinking they're going to be scared because we're in like the safest place in the world. Right? You're at Disney yeah. World and there's nobody around. Yeah. Shouldn't be scary. You still got the exit music stuck in your head. You're like, Ooh. Oh man, that's freaky. That was a good one. That's a good one. I have me. I had chills. The best part about this book is they're all cast member legends and stories that cast members have told, passed down, and stuff. So. Oh man. That's awesome. Awesome. Okay, so uh, nearby the transportation ticket center, the next story that I chose is from the contemporary. The author suggests, as you disembark the monorail, stop a moment and keep your eye on the rows of rooms across from you. Some monorail guests report seeing a small, dark-haired boy with an old-style red Disney mouse ear balloon standing in one of these narrow, open corridors across from where you're standing. Whoa. Cast members familiar with the apparition referred to him as a Robert, although I have no idea why. A typical Robert story is something like this. A guest is on the monorail with her daughter in an otherwise empty car. 
The guest is looking out the window of the monorail at the rows of identical rooms towering above her. Standing in front of one of the rooms, staring down at the monorail is a boy with a balloon. The guest doesn't think much about it and turns to say something to her daughter. When she looks back, the boy is on a different floor than he formerly was. In some cases, several floors above or below his original location. Oh, man. Darting around! Man! That's so freaky! So this is while she's going through the contemporary, so it's happening pretty quick. She... Yeah, but you gotta stop. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, well, I guess when it stops. Oh, okay. Yeah, when it stops. Okay. So, continuing, he remains deathly still, silently staring at her, his face locked in a wide smile, as if he knows something she doesn't. Ew. The woman turns to question her daughter about the boy as the monorail pulls from the station. When she turns back to point him out, the boy is suddenly right up <gasps> against the monorail glass, Ew. staring at her. Smiling, the woman woman screams at his unexpected arrival and tumbles off her seat. The monorail leaves the contemporary, and the woman never returns. (sighs) So Robert appears most often to uncrowded monorail cars, especially late at night. Uh He's also seen by people in the rooms which line the side of the hotel opposite the monorail, especially if there are children in the room. In some cases, he's been known to interact with the children of the guests who occupy these rooms. He's reportedly very playful and can be heard laughing late at night and running up and down the long halls. Oh my gosh. Some, this is the best part, some also report noticing his strange, old-fashioned red mouse ear balloon among the loose helium balloons, which can some, sometimes be seen randomly bouncing along the high ceiling of a contemporary on any given day. Oh. The park hasn't sold that style balloon in many years. So its occasional presence inside the resort is unexplained. <gasps> oh my gosh, we have to look for it. Yeah, yeah, goosebumps again. Two for two. Those old style (laughs) balloons. Yeah, they're super old school. Before they had the plastic. Laura just wants one of the balloons. I know. Like like, I want a Robert. Trying to steal Robert's balloon. Yeah, right. I'm not gonna mess with Robert. Right. Then Robert's gonna have (laughs) no eyes. (laughs) I wonder if so. Marge works as a contemporary, right? Has she seen Robert? (laughs) I don't want to talk about that. She knows. She's, uh... I was worried about my boy growing up. <laughs> Playing with Robert. Hanging out with Robert. I got a friend. <laughs> draw, draw me a picture of this friend. <laughs> Nothing but smiles and balloons. I'm worried. Scared. <laughs> but he's alright. He's a good kid. Gets straight Fs. <laughs> so proud of him. I feel like Marge would be a tough mom. Yeah, you don't eat in this house. Marge doesn't cook. Marge doesn't clean. Whoa, we just needed something, something to break up that scary spookiness in the air. Spooky. Well, I've got something spooky. and I've got a few more spooky things coming up. So yeah. We're ready. Keep Marge handy. Oh, my God. I'm scared. <laughs> okay, this one might be a little bit long, but I think it's definitely good. So, uh, I know a lot of people know there's a lot of spooky things going on around the Seven Seas Lagoon and in Bay Lake because they have Discovery Island and River Country, which are both super creepy, yeah. 100% haunted, abandoned, old Disney attractions. First, I want to talk about Discovery Island, and there's a little uh, bit about it in the book here. So... While it might look rather ordinary and seem undistinguishable from any of the other islands you've seen, it is very different. 
Unlike the plots of Dry Land and the Seven Seas Lagoon, Discovery Island is mostly natural and is much older than the park itself. Originally called Raz Island, this small sandy speck of land was bought in 1938 for the sum of $800 and promptly renamed Idle Bay Isle. The purchaser was one of the area's most colorful and beloved characters, Delmar Radio Nick Nicholson, an early radio pioneer. As others struggled to understand the limits and applications of this new medium, Nicholson had an instantly recognizable on-air persona and was designing revolutionary ways to make radios more powerful. Instead of robotically reading news reports on the air, as most broadcasters did at the time, Nicholson was staging elaborate public relations events live on his show. So Nicholson lived and farmed on the island you're looking at with his wife and their pet sand crane. Eventually, his bombastic lifestyle caught up to Nicholson and he was forced to sell his isolated hideaway in the 50s due to health issues. The new buyers wanted to turn the island into a hunting retreat and renamed it Riles Island. When Walt Disney flew over the site in 65, he was instantly captivated by the spot and decided to build his theme park within sight of it. Wow. The company decided to call this oasis Blackbeard's Island and set about clearing the land and bringing in exotic plants to fill out the underbrush. When the island opened to visitors in 1974, however, it had been renamed Treasure Island and had a pirate theme. Later, the island switched names one last time, becoming Discovery Island in 1978. It was a zoological park showcasing a variety of rare and exotic birds for guests. Discovery Island is perhaps famous for being home of the Orange Band, the last dusky seaside sparrow in existence. The species was devastated by the advent of DDT, which destroyed its insect food supply. Uh Uh-oh. Where once the birds' calls could be heard along the entire coast of Florida, now there was only a solitary bird left to sing his song in hopes of attracting a mate, which no longer existed. Orange lived an extraordinarily long time for a sparrow before finally passing away in 1987 at the age of nine. With his death, the species went extinct forever. After he was gone, people on passing boats sometimes heard his familiar calls coming from the island. The sounds were reportedly excited, perhaps as if a bird had been reunited with a long-lost mate. Aww. Oh, ghost bird. Ghost <laughs> birds in love. Ghost bird alert. <laughs> uh, Discover Island is also known for its rather public fight against local turkey vultures. Cast members caged dozens of the animals without water in a small cramped enclosure, sick of the birds stealing food and harassing the island's collection of rare and exotic birds. Their goal was to relocate the birds, but they evidently weren't too concerned about harming them. When the enclosure was open, some of the vultures had died from heat and thirst. Aww. I know. Following their deaths, cast members on the island reportedly heard something moving around in the shadowy enclosure where the doomed vultures were kept. Some workmen experienced the same sounds one night. They didn't stay in the area long enough to see what it was, fleeing back to their boat in terror. Rumor has it something dark dwells in the space now. Discovery Island closed permanently in 1999, becoming the first separately ticketed Disney theme park anywhere in the world to shut down. The animals were transferred to the newly opened Animal Kingdom Park, and Disney simply walked away from the island. Wow. All the buildings and cages are still out there, along with the trash cans and paperwork and informational signs no one can read. It's a time capsule frozen in place. Uh, So he goes on to say there's no way to make it out to the island anymore. Uh, late at night, there were reports of lights moving around the abandoned island. So m- next time you're on one of those water taxis, yeah, uh, pay special attention to this. See if you know you can see anything. Uh, story goes on. No one is really sure what the lights represent, but since the island is supposedly supposedly deserted, they are odd indeed. 
well, obviously, it's ghost birds and ghost vultures. Yeah, oh and gosh. the ghosts of P.O. turkey vultures. Yeah, they're, t- they're ticked <laughs> off. They have beef. They're all just sitting there like a, their own fight club doing push-ups, just waiting for people to come back. Oh, my gosh. That's scary. <laughs> so, wait, here's the, en- here's the ending. Additionally, some people who are out on Bay Lake late at night report that if you turn your radio to the right spot, you might just find static that sounds suspiciously like Florida's first disc jockey still crackling <gasps> over the airwaves, playing all his favorite tunes and doing what he loved. Whoa. What? Yeah, Radio Nick. Oh, man. Man. Yeah. That's so creepy. Ghost creepy. birds. Ghost birds, yeah. Ghost vultures. Ghost vultures are scary. Real yeah. vultures are scary. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> man, uh, these ones probably real mad, too. Yeah, I don't know much Ghost about vultures. Discovery Island. I didn't know. I know. That. I we have to do like a whole episode on Discovery Island. Maybe we could do like a Discovery Island slash River Country because River oh. Country is also super creepy. River Country, you can at least see videos of on YouTube. You know. Yeah, that's really cool. And but River Country, yeah, it's so spooky because they still have the lights on uh, at night. They also play the music. I was gonna say the music really creepy. Still plays. That's so freaky. And then just. One thing, um, just to mention about deaths at River Country and ghosts, <laughs> um, as if just in case you don't know, River Country was a natural water water park. So they had real uh, lakes and rivers and and natural water, so unchlorinated water, yeah. untreated. So there's a, a couple, at least one death associated that, you know, this author in this book has has proven as factual. One death, at least, that occurred as a result of the amoeba. Yeah. So there's, like, all these rumors of the brain-eating amoebas that shut down river country. But there is at least one death that can be attributed to such an amoeba. Well, it makes sense. I mean, it's good in theory, but then you think about the the bacteria. It's a cesspool. Disney zombies. Yeah. poops in the water. (laughs) Yeah. And so, also, uh, all the rivers, all the water slides converged into one um one sort of central pool uh-huh. and since it was natural it was pretty deep and nobody could touch the ground and you know how when you come off water slide you're a little disoriented yeah so i i sort of remember when i was on a water slide back in the day you know uh, you almost you could drown if the water's yeah. too deep because you're disoriented like I, like i was saying so a couple people did drown in river country and uh, it's definitely haunted like 200%. If any place is haunted, like, it's gotta be this place. Allison, does, doesn't Mom have a story about almost drowning at River Country? Or is it Typhoon <gasps> Lagoon? Maybe. I think it's River Country. Um, and she said something? Maybe, yeah. Ooh, I'll have to ask her. Yeah, definitely ask her. We could, well, we'll do, like, a whole River Country episode. Yeah. For sure. But anyway, people have reported that when they're going by on the water taxi, they can see, because in fact, they left the inner tubes there, I think. Well, at least it says so in this book. Oh, weird. Uh, that people see the river, t- the inner tubes carrying them, or sort of floating up the ladder, uh, the steps, Whoa. as if people were carrying them up to the top. Oh, man, that's weird. <gasps> yeah. Man, ghosts are so real. That's the craziest part, is all this stuff is awesome. <laughs> I know. I really want to believe it. I just don't want to believe in any mean ghosts. Right. Well, we haven't really gotten to any mean ghosts. I think the vultures are definitely going to be mean because they're angry. Yeah, they've been wronged. They had a bone to pick. <laughs> right. They're done dirty. Yeah. <laughs> so the next story I have 
Oh, just a real quick bit about the Hall Presidents. In the book, they say the Teddy Roosevelt animatronic inside this attraction is known to be rather odd at times. Strange items are said to have been found in his pockets when his suit is cleaned during regular ride maintenance. Things from other times and places which have no business being inside his costume and were certainly not placed there by the prop departments. Cigars, his own campaign button. What? Tickets to plays in other cities. Yeah, as a cast member uh, urban legend. Oh my gosh. What do you think? He's a time traveler or something? Ooh. That's a movie idea right <laughs> just there. just a restless ghost. He's got to go Roosevelt. smoke cigars and see those plays. Teddy Roosevelt goes back in time to the... to Goes forward. Goes time. back then forward yeah. in time. Right. Exactly. To, well, he's got to pick himself up. I was going to say. <laughs> beep, beep. Just to place little... Easter eggs in the, the Hall of Presidents. Right, it's all part of a elaborate plot to put... Like, if Teddy Roosevelt could go anywhere in any time period, he would go to, like, mess with people in Hall of Presidents. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, he's, like, messing with himself. He's like, oh, I hate those cigars. Take them out of my pocket. <laughs> and he's like, oh, this is the worst campaign button ever. I'm going to put this on right here. Can't you don't, you don't have arms, you can't take it off. Ha <laughs> ha! He's messing with himself, yeah. <laughs> so this one more story that I have, I think I will make sure that I get in because Laura and I have a personal experience. I would say I definitely felt this haunting on the ride. Yes! Mm. Oh! I, I can test 100% to the fact that this ride is haunted. I have witnessed it. I have felt it. Uh scared really scared because we happened to be in the park like a week after this happened it was maybe in a couple days yeah right after it happened so okay well let me get to the story and i'll sort of uh, mention what our our part of the story is oh i can't wait what is it (gasps) it's splash mountain Uh (gasps) haunted confirmed so in in the year 2000 we, we were down there in the year 2000. Yeah. Um, gentleman was visiting the Magic Kingdom with his roommate and his friend. He lives in St. Petersburg and has an annual pass for the parks. He's on Splash Mountain in the last seat of his eight-person log. His companions are a couple of boats back, but he isn't too concerned about that. He has other things on his mind at the moment. Halfway through the ride, somewhere between the second drop and the final 52-foot plunge you're looking at, he gets sick. The exact nature of his malady isn't known, but whatever it is, it panics him. He pulls himself from the boat and onto a service walkway in an, in an area of the ride which has no security cameras. The ride continues to run, and guests in passing boats watch in confusion as a human figure paces back and forth amongst the animatronic characters. Weird. Several guests think he is a cast member, and others ask him if he's having some kind of problem. He informs them that he has gotten sick. He tells his friends in the passing boat as they sail by, he is going to try to cross here, most likely most likely in an attempt to reach the illuminated exit sign on the opposite side of the narrow waterway. The operators at the loading platform are informed that someone has left their log and they hit the emergency stop button. An audio spiel sounds telling riders that Br'er Fox and Br'er Bear are causing trouble downstream again. He decides that it's time to make his move. One of the logs come to a stop in front of him, and he begins to use it as a stepping stone to the other side. Unfortunately, he is miscalculated. 
The log has not stopped. It has merely paused at the base of the hill. The log jerks forward, making its way up the incline. He loses his footing and tumbles into the water. He pulls himself to his feet in the shallow water, but the next car in line hits him, pinning him between the left side of the log and the wall. The one-ton car halts, wedging itself into place on top of the men holding him down. The passengers in the car scream and wave their arms, hoping to summon aid for him, but there are no cameras in this area. They are waving at no one. Plus, the ride simply doesn't work that way. A chain reaction has started, and there's nothing anyone can do to stop it. The next log in line hammers into the back of the first, crushing him further, and the next car crashes into the back of the second one, and so on. Oh my god, oh! He is crushed to death right there beneath the animatronic vultures dressed as morticians. What? Oh my gosh. He becomes the first guest ever to die on board a Walt Disney World attraction, the first death on Splash Mountain. Whoa. The incident has led to Disney recently installing lap bars in Splash Mountain in an effort to keep guests in their seats and prevent similar tragedies. I'm told that people who spend a lot of time on the ride sometimes feel a momentary panic in the area where he died. In particular, cast members who are called to the scene to investigate ride sensors in the area which suddenly indicate high water levels. The cast members responding to the computerized warning finding the water levels entirely normal, but are then overcome with an unexplainable fear as they look into the dark water. This mysterious terror disappears as quickly as it arrives, but it strikes without warning in the damp, dim interior of that space. When in the midst of this horror, some report seeing something moving in the gloom which surrounds them, something alive. This same shadowy form is also spotted in the finale of the ride, passing amongst the animatronic figures on the riverboat and then disappearing. Whether this spirit represents this gentleman or is perhaps what caused his initial panic has yet to be determined. Oh my gosh. Oh. So yeah, like I was saying, we were... Uh, I'm pretty sure we were down there when it happened because I remember the ride, or at least right after it yes. happened, because I remember the ride being closed Yes. Uh, for a couple of days while we were down there, and we were like pretty excited when it opened back up um, while we were still down there, because we would been, we had the opportunity to ride And then it. when we were on the ride, remember, it, it had stopped for a good amount of time, and then, It yeah. froze. It, right around, I mean, for us, it was like very scary because I felt like it was the part... There's definitely a lot of animatronics around there, but it's a Brer Fox part yeah. where it's, like, starting to get creepy. Yeah. And He's yelling. The, we got stuck on the ride for a while, and it just felt really scary. Yeah. Just like it felt like a really scary presence. And we did hear, I think we had heard the rumor that someone just died on this ride, like, a couple days yeah. ago. So we were, like, really scared. Yes, yeah. I remember being super scared. The rumor scared. that I remember hearing when I was younger that I'd always believed to be the case was that he exited his he tried to exit the log because he dropped his camera in the water and so that was yeah that's yeah. what i heard too but we knew when we were on Which it we m- knew that that had happened and we were definitely there in 2000 <gasps> oh that's so scary. so scary oh my gosh how tragic i know a lot of a lot of tragic stuff in this uh book so i obviously don't want to make an episode about just about death but mm-hmm. uh, lots of sad sad tales uh, one more thing, and then I'll go. <laughs> uh, uh, one more thing, and I'll hand it off to Andrew. Uh, there are rumors that the Mexico Pavilion in Epcot is haunted by an Aztec warrior. What? The uh, one of the items in the lobby. 
Right. Do they have the little, little like a little museum in the lobby yeah, yeah, there? Yeah. yeah. So those are authentic pieces. Apparently, one of them is an Aztec warrior who's Whoa. now haunting the Mexico Pavilion. Oh my gosh, he's now currently Good for haunting. Him. <laughs> he's either fit starting or he'll be here all night. Ending <laughs> drinking around the world. <laughs> he's going Cava de Tequila. So, Allison, uh, the one story that I came across on Dizboards is, uh, I think the single father to the people who you talked about in the parking lot of Magic Kingdom. So, this one is called The, the Man with No Eyes. <gasps> Definitely related. The story goes like this. I was at Disney with my aunt when something a little odd happened on the dinosaur ride in, the animal, in animal Kingdom. I got on. I was in the second seat in front from the left, and an old man sat next to me. Pretty nondescript, old guy, nothing fancy about his clothes. He had gray hair and a short beard and was wearing a ball cap, which he didn't take off, which I thought was weird. But what was weird was from the get-go, throughout the whole ride, he did not react to anything. We all know <gasps> that's scary. dinosaurs pretty yeah. shaky, loud, unusual, bucking back and forth, trying to get away from everyone. Uh, there's laughing, there's yeah. shouting, reactions, all this stuff. He just hung on. Uh, kept the same bland look on his face the entire time. Didn't react, smile, or anything. Okay, maybe just a weird old man. When we got off the ride, I went to check the ride photos that they snap at you partway through. And when ours came up, it looked like the old man had no eyes. He did not. He didn't have sunglasses on during the ride or normal glasses. There was nothing wrong with his eyes when he got on. But in that photo, there was nothing but black all around where his eyes should have been. Uh. Also, he was looking straight ahead in the photo, not at the dinosaur, not at the camera. <gasps> Again, just a bland expression. My That's aunt scary. saw the photo too and agreed it was weird and way spooky. Whoa, way spooky. Dinosaur ride, the man with no eyes who lost his kids in Magic Kingdom. Oh my gosh. <gasps> spookening. Uh. That's a spookening. That, yeah. And then, this one is the man with the cane. Is he haunting Orlando to this day? And this was contributed to doombuggies.com by Michael Jamin. So he goes, I worked the Orlando mansion in 1978. At the time, a story about the man with the cane was already circulating. I was told he would appear in, empty do in an empty doom buggy in the load area late at night when load operators were by themselves in the load position. Story goes... A girl was working load late one night. They had gone down to one stretch room and the crowds were light. This meant there's usually a lapse in guests between stretch room dumps. So this left you, the operator, alone for a few minutes walking the load belt, listening to the music and the sound effects, peering into the darkness that stretched into the ride at one end and from the unload area to the other. So one night, this hostess is working load, when from the unload area, a doom buggy rounds the corner with a man sitting in the middle of the seat, looking very gaunt, staring straight ahead, hands resting on a cane positioned in front of him. Whoa. The operator tries to make contact and say hello. The man does not respond, but does not respond, but instead disappears with the doom buggy as it works its way into the ride. The hostess goes to the load console, calls the unload operator on the phone to say, Who's that you just sent me? He wouldn't say hello. To which the unload operator responded, I didn't send anyone around to you. 
They contacted their lead, all waited for the car to come out of the ride, and of course, when it did, it was empty. We were always told it was the ghost of Yale of Yale Gracie. Whether this is true or not, I did not know, but I can tell you, I cursed the employee who told me this story, especially on those late nights when I was alone, walking the load belt, listening to the music, staring at the wallpaper, the wallpaper staring back at me. Whoa. I was so relieved when the stretch room doors would open and those guests would pop out. Whoa. Some creepy, creepy, creepy backstory. So Yale Gracie, uh, he was a Disney Imagineer, he was a writer, and he was also a layout artist. He designed a lot of the special effects for Pirates and for Haunted Mansion. Um, the character Master Gracie was named in honor of him. Yeah, and, some um, people think that that... I've heard that, that some people believe the ghost host to be... Gracie. Gracie. and also, But then others say, no, that's not true. Or one of the hitchhiking ghosts was Gracie. And everyone and else the, said that wasn't true. And the painting true. in the lobby, the one that ages really rapidly... As you're entering the ride, that was people think that that might be him too, but I don't know if that's true. Just some weird, weird things about. But something sad about Yale Gracie was in 1973, someone broke into his home in California, shot and killed him. No motive, no suspects. <gasps> yes. So he Ooh. died tragically. Tragic in death. In California, but he might he might have a. Why not go hang out the place that. You know, used to help create and love. Yeah, him and the child. him and the ghost of Teddy Roosevelt are like hanging out in uh, oh my Liberty Square, right? <laughs> Gracie's like, here's a Cuban, Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good but stories. yeah, so so dinosaur and Splash and Haunted Mansion and pirates, and pirates and Spaceship Earth. Tower of Terror. And Discovery Island. Makes sense that Disney World is super haunted because, I mean, it can't be all, like, happy. I mean, it's old. Yeah. You old, Disney. Well, one, if I were a oh, ghost, yeah. I'd, History. I would love to hang out there if I were a ghost, so that goes without question. Also, a lot of people like to dump their beloved family members' ashes in the ride. Yeah, they have. Did you see that, Laura? Did you ever see that? There's a meme that says, uh, "When I die, I want my remains scattered over um, Disney World, and I don't want to be cremated." <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh! If you're caught doing that, by the way, it's my understanding that you are banned from <gasps> the park. <gasps> yes, that's the most horrible, horrible thing that could ever happen. Laura, Don't I'm not scattering your ashes over the Rapunzel bathrooms. <laughs> Don't even ask me to do it. No, I won't. I won't do it. <laughs> not going to happen. Whoa. They're the prettiest bathrooms. Andrew, I'm not scattering your ashes over Stitch's Great Escape. Ah! Don't even Is that ask. A question? <laughs> uh. Where do you want your ashes scattered? Right? Yeah. No, that's not going to No, be really. Totally that. hypothetical. <laughs> Should it? Let's do it. Andy's Roundup. Come on and gather round. Andy's Roundup. Where nobody wears a frown. That guy's go running. Whenever he's in town, he's the rootinest, tootinest, shootinest, hootinest cowboy around. <laughs>
So Andy's roundup, and looks like we got a two-parter today because it kind of got hijacked here before <laughs> I got to play my banjo and my awesome music. Uh, so if all right, you guys need Allison. Where are we scattering your ashes in Disney World? Well, all right. I think uh, you're gonna have to divide and conquer here because there's no <laughs> way you're gonna get no, me. No, I'm to not splitting them up. Spend eternity in it's one like park. You- what, I need a park like hopper. A, a quarter cup measure. It's like, all right, where yeah. you take this yeah, one? Yeah, evenly. Come on, it's only fair that I, that you could put a little of me in every park. So <laughs> it's so creepy. Animal Kingdom is easy. I'm gonna be in dinosaur. Easy. Okay. Oh, with the. At the me end, in dinosaur. Throw me in the T-Rex mouth. MGM, you're gonna have to sprinkle me along Sunset Boulevard. Return to my oh. happy place. And Whoa. let's see, Epcot, you can scatter me uh, right on that, you can just toss me right at that Seas with Nemo and Friends sign, <laughs> since they took over the living seas. Mike. So chuck me at the sign. Mike! Take Mike. that, Nemo! Mike! <laughs> Mike! You're gonna be like, nah, move me, move me. I think for the Magic Kingdom, I'd love to be sprinkled into... As long as the water doesn't recirculate back up to the drinking fountain in Cinderella Fountain, because that's my favorite <laughs> spot in the park. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be a and hard I love one. The to taste do. of that water. Yep. Oh. Well, some kids will be enjoying my remains. <laughs> so that's it. Oh, yep, that's it. And one hotel. Oh, jeez. Grand Floridian. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I was trying to guess Allison for you. Is this spa, Is this like Roundup, aka your favorite yeah, spot right. and hotel? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought Allison for you, Splash Mountain. I could just hold a little bit in each hand and go poo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Space Mountain, Space Mountain. Yeah, yeah, I know. But then I, I Cinderella Fountain popped in my head, and that is my one true favorite spot in the park. Oh yeah, that's beautiful, yeah. Allison. We'll put your ashes Thanks. everywhere. Hypothetically, right. we yes. won't actually do it. That we won't. We're do not it. getting banned. Right? <laughs> I gotta keep going back. Getting <laughs> annual passes. Okay, for me, I think. So, do I have to pick one in every mm-hmm. in every part? Okay. No. No, you no. don't. Okay. Yeah, you okay. do. I, I just decided okay. to be split up in quarter cups. That's the roundup. That's okay. Ra- rapid fire, I could do it. Okay. Animal Kingdom, Rafiki's, Planet Watch. We're going to go... Con- uh, you Put me in the affection section. <laughs> the goats are going to eat you. <laughs> She's like, then I'll be alive forever. Wait, okay, no. Let's see. Actually, I want to say the Maharaja Jungle Trek, the part with all the birds. That would be a cool... Yeah, you love that ...place part. to spend eternity. In... Loud. Yes. That's all right. <laughs> Or in one of the birdhouses. Ooh. Even better. The bats. Laura, you want to hang out with the bats? No, that too. All of them. The bat okay, you have to go through and just put maybe a table. Go through the Maharajal jungle track and just like. Yeah. Just little <laughs> puffs here, little puffs there. Yeah. And you get some Laura. Meerkats. And you get some Laura. <laughs> Everybody get some Laura. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next I'm going to say. Definitely Tower of Terror, because 
Oh, shoot, though. It's kind of scary. I don't know. Could I ride the ride? You'll be... You yeah, could be haunting be people. Yeah, that's true. All right. Yeah, I'm going to do Tower of Terror just because I'd like to think I could ride it for eternity if I... I could split up my time between that and the Jungle Trek. The next, I'm going to say <laughs> at Epcot. Hmm. For Epcot, I'm going to say Soren. I love it. All those smelly smells. Yeah. We can get in the, the top row and sprinkle you in front of everybody's face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Magic it's Kingdom. Like raining. She's it's on, just Laura's on the bottom of everyone's feet. <laughs> 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 you like brush your feet up oh, the yeah, cracks. Like, ah. yeah. oh, it's a little bit Laura <laughs> oh okay uh, and then for Magic Kingdom I think I would like to hang out at the carousel because I'll be really close to Allison and I love Aww. the carousel it's so classic and I have that favorite might have a very specific favorite horse that I ride every time I go yes. and if you could just dust a little bit on in that general area. It'd be That's much good. appreciated. Yeah. Laura's favorite horse. That's yeah. good. A hotel. Yeah. Real quick, hotel. Oh, hotel. Polynesian. Easy. Duh. Duh. <laughs> um, all right. Epcot, easy. Future World North, strollers, because that's where my soul died anyway. <laughs> oh, you've already <laughs> sold your soul to strollers. It's going to get ran over by an ECV all day long. <laughs> You're gonna get. You're gonna be like scooped up by the wheel, and you're gonna be like stuck on the wheel going around with ECV. Either that, or in the stupid big cart I had to push to mouse gear to get package pickup. Oh no! One of those. <laughs> um, or we could put you in a ball sack. Oh! oh. <laughs> they could be preserved forever just... in a rubber Tupperware. <laughs> be bouncing all over That's Future it. World. Yeah, and then I'll get deflated before I get on a plane and never inflated ever again. <laughs> <laughs> stuck in a garage and then sold for a quarter in a garage sale i know my life as a ball sack <laughs> not a good life it's not a good life it ain't, it ain't glamorous i got a good solid one day i'm just like a string thing you get one day oh yeah the string thing um, the string thing <laughs> um all right so definitely there because that's definitely where i died string thing <laughs> um Let's... Oh, man, I should have said illumination. Sorry. Oh, well. Too late. No! Yeah, you're in sorry with the smells on people's feet. You're on the bottom of people's feet. You're a, no! you're a foot dweller now. Sorry, I didn't mean to, to hijack that. Sorry. It's okay. You're inside of a crock. <laughs> Boo! With Mickey gibbets in it. Laura's in a sweaty crock. Ew. Maybe if you're lucky, they'll go to watch Illumination. Maybe. Oh, I gotta make my way over there? Yeah. By ECV. Well, you'll be stuck to the bottom of a stroller. <laughs> so maybe we'll, we'll, we'll be, be hanging there. out. <laughs> Great show tonight, huh? <laughs> what else? What else? Um, Animal Kingdom, Everest Q. Oh, all right. Enough to I like read. It. Okay. Enough to research. Those bells, though, out. Allison. Exactly. I'll be the no, I'll no. be the bell ringer when no one's around. I'll be creeping Ooh. everyone. <gasps> oh, I will good. be the yeti. That'll be the next haunt. Very I will nice. be the yeti. Very nice. Everyone's like, it's a real yeti. Andrew, you'll fit right in too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'd Ashes like to look like they could just be. Right. Mm -hmm. Just some snow at the top of the mountain. 
Um, Aww. MGM is where, where I smile the most is the oh. Toy Story ride. Yeah, you gotta freak some kids uh, out. I want when you pull the thing and instead of balls coming out, I want it puffs us, puffs of me, three D. <laughs> you just gotta knock over pieces of paper. <laughs> or when you when you're haunting it, you can like show like skulls on the on the bullseyes. Yeah. Or you can help people the, win. Everyone's hitting a million dollar, but it's not registering points. It's negative a million. You know what you could do as a... Or just register 666 uh -oh. every time. <gasps> Ooh, that's a good one. Or you could help... So if there are ever a case of two kids and one's being mean to the other, you could help the underdog right. win. Definitely. Admirable. Right. He's the Casper, the friendly yeah. ghost. Right? And Magic Kingdom... Ah, this is tough. Because it's either the railroad station... When Ooh, you first nice enter, one. or it would be Astro Orbiter. Oh, all right. But I would think it would be the railroad because I'd like to ring the bell, hang out, play with the train, all the kids and the people, and then mess with the VIPs for the parade. Ooh. <laughs> nice. You can see the parade every you day. See everything. You see everything. Fireworks, you know, you got bird's eye view of everything. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Great spot. Nice. I like it there. That's like my peaceful Magic Kingdom spot. I like to go up there and just yeah. sit on the bench and chill. Yeah. Have some, get some yeah. cookies or something from the confectionery and then just hang out for a little bit. I shade. like it. I know. I want to spend eternity everywhere in Walt Disney World. Well, you can't. <laughs> Listen up, you your dust. <laughs> a hotel, Andrew? Wilderness Lodge. Ooh, very nice. You could be an old faithful. Yeah. Yeah. Spit you out every day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just live in the fireplace. It's hot in here. Complaining all day. <laughs> so hot. It's Florida. It's why, summertime. Why is the fireplace on? It's 110 out. <laughs> People are wasting electric like crazy. But yeah. Awesome. Good answers. All right. So now for my roundup question. Oh, yeah. Where you think the creepiest place to haunt like a haunt the creepiest place in all of walt disney world that you like quote wish could be haunted like we talked a lot a lot of things today but you could be like you know if there was a ghost in american pavilion in epcot in the windows like oh, that would be yeah. super creepy you i know? would think like, it would be super creepy for it's a small world to be haunted oh man i didn't even think about that Speaking yes about kids with black eyes <laughs> yes because that ride is already pretty creepy to that's some major. people. Wow, and that's there was, There's definitely a ghost story online about Disneyland's version of It's a Small World being haunted. Yes, I think that would be super creepy. I mean, anything with animatronics could be really, really scary. Country bears. But I always felt... Yeah, oh man. I always feel <laughs> like... I felt like something was spooky about Maelstrom. Yeah. Always. So, I, I was definitely haunted by some old Vikings. Yeah. And I think that would be my ride I'd like to see getting some good haunts. Well, it's not yeah. there anymore. <laughs> Never they mind. have the... 8-6. I mean, the structure is still oh, there. Oh, so maybe... Okay. Maybe Frozen Ever After is haunted by the ghosts Ooh. of the old Vikings who were pushed right. out. I like it. And yeah. That's the my... gang of Maelstrom versus Elsa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you say mine? No, what's yours? Uh, mine? I would. Mine? I would. Mine? Mine? 
<laughs> I wouldn't call it a haunt, but it would be something that would be really nice to see every once in a while that would make my heart happy but would still be a ghost would be to see Walt in his office when the light's on. <gasps> Ooh, cool. Oh, yeah. When the lamp's on to know Ooh. that Walt's in the park and that you need that to wins. be like on yeah, that's extra really best good. behavior. Yeah. It's like either like a puff of smoke or like someone walking by, yeah. like a pacer, you know? <laughs> that's scary. Something I like mean, that. that's scary. That's really cool. Yeah, I was like, I would like that. Neat. I read that, uh, that... I read that some people have seen Roy Disney hanging out in Disney World. Boo. No. Yeah, he's right kidding. there I'm when kidding. you walk in. He's yeah. Mini. Yeah. Well, guys, that was a successful roundup. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. That was good. That was fun. Rapid fire. Thanks, guys. Rapid fire, where would you want your ashes sprinkled? <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, big decision. Someone's Real quick, banned. where do you want to spend eternity? Someone's getting banned from uh, the park for doing it. Where you spend eternity. I have a quick correction from last week, which is oh. funny. Transformation uh, Correction Central. Correction Central. <laughs> Transformation Station. I So last week in my roundup answer, I said it was going to be the elevator from Roger Rabbit, and I said Dippy Dog, and the dog is Droopy Dog. Oh, oh come on. Although... <laughs> I'm, His face looks drippy when I they're going up and down. I think someone supplied me with the word dippy. Anybody over there want to? <laughs> <coughs> Probably Andrew. <What? laughs> Did you I call it dippy dog about. first? <laughs> what, me? I so anyway, it's droopy dog. About. But oh, I'm going to okay. blame this on the fact that I've been so Disney since I was born that we rarely watched anything else besides Disney movies and Disney cartoons. Yes, Strictly Jews. And droopy dog here is Warner Brothers. See my right? dad. Laura's yeah. got that vendetta. That's right. Got a beef. My dad loved the club, but he was a Looney Tunes guy. Oh. Uh, he was a yeah. WB. Well, I, was a ti- I like Tiny Tunes, but and Animaniacs. And now our song is done. But I digress. So but, that's it. Okay. Right? Thanks, guys. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Dippy. Dippy's gonna dip. Droopy's taking his place. So going up, sir. <laughs> going. Down, sir. Sir. <laughs> Mind Good. step, sir. Uh, so, social media. Social media stuff. Uh, Disney Philhar Podcast. Uh, Facebook and Instagram. And then Dis Philhar Pod with an S on Twitter and Snapchat. But uh, Snapchat is mostly me taking one picture per day of the Empire State Building. Ooh. I know, can't I've got to get on it. I'm going to be better uh, about that. Can't not resist taking a picture of I that. Know. It's beautiful. So photogenic. All right, so we've got one more Halloween episode. Yeah. And I bet you could all guess what it's going to be. Hurry back. Ooh. Oh, should we say goodbye, George? Oh, George, George, George. No! <laughs> Hurry back. Goodbye, George. <laughs> <laughs>